It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to Under the Hood, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. The Indy Fuel are set to begin their wintertainment series in December as we have four home games at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum between now and the Christmas holiday. And we're looking forward to seeing all of you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for those wintertainment games to enjoy your first place Indy Fuel. The Fuel right now, as we record this, 14-5-1 on the season. They are leading the Cincinnati Cyclones by a point and nine points ahead of the third place Wheeling Nailers in the ECHL Central Division. Needless to say, it's been a really good start for the Fuel. They've been getting scoring from a lot of different places, and they are returning home to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum after a successful five-game road trip, which the Fuel swept all five games. And... They're playing really good hockey right now and getting contributions from a lot of different players and doing so with a number of players uh, dealing with injuries and kind of in and out of the lineup and sometimes playing a man or two shorthanded doesn't seem to matter for them. The Indy Fuel are uh, playing really, really well and hoping to see some good crowds to welcome them back to Indy after that perfect road trip on the first weekend in December and going back to the end of November as well. And that was a busy eight games in 12 days stretch in which the fuel won six of the eight games, including five straight on the road. There was a lot of travel in those eight games. The fuel went from Indy to Kalamazoo to cap a home and home with the K-Wings, then went to Wichita to play the Thunder two days later, then went to Tulsa the next night and played the Oilers for a three-game series and got some really good goaltending from Mitchell Weeks and Zach Driscoll and came away with 10 points on the road trip. It started on November 27th in Kalamazoo. The Fuel had just lost the night before to the K-Wings, dropping a game in which they had led and What do they do the next day? They set a franchise record for fewest shots allowed in a game, allowing just 14 shots on goal and defeating the Kalamazoo Wings 3-2 as Chad Yetman, Shane Kuzmeski, and Seamus Malone scored for the fuel. And Mitchell Weeks only had to make 12 saves to get the victory. And then a couple nights later, they headed to Wichita, defeated the Thunder by a 3-2 score as Kale Howarth, Andrew Blount, and Seamus Malone all scored in the second period for the fuel And Mitchell Weeks was again able to hold things out of the net in the third period, allowed one goal, but that only drew the Thunder within one, and he made 26 saves in the victory. Then the Fuel went to Tulsa on December 1st, surrendered the first goal to the Oilers, and then rallied as Kirill Chaika tied the game up. Alex Weidman scored the game winner in the third period in the final six minutes of the third. Then Cooper Zeck scored his third goal just 53 seconds after Weidman's goal that gave the Fuel that 3-1 to victory. Got a really good performance in net from Zach Driscoll, who stopped 26 of 27 shots. On Friday, December 2nd, the Fuel defeated Tulsa 5-4. to Seamus Malone, Spencer Watson, Brian Lemos all scored in the first two periods as the two teams went into the third tied at three. Brian Lemos gave the Fuel a 4-3 to lead with his second of the game on the power play, but that was answered just 16 seconds later by Tulsa's Michael Farron, the two teams went to overtime where Cooper Zeck won it for the Fuel with his fourth goal in less than a week 
assisted by Malone and Lemos and Brian Lemos with a three-point game to give the Fuel a 5-4 to four victory. And then finally, they capped the road trip on Sunday with a 4-1 to one victory over the Oilers. Kale Howarth scored twice in the first two periods. Then Chase Lang and Seamus Malone scored in the third to put the game away. And another really solid goaltending performance from Zach Driscoll, who stopped 29 of 30 shots in the win. And that right now has the fuel sitting at 14-5-1. And, and what's impressive is they're sitting in first place and they have essentially played two-thirds of their games on the road. 13 of the 20 games have been played away from the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And a big reason why, they're one of the league's top scoring teams, averaging 3.7 goals per game and getting it from a lot of different places. And when you're getting scoring from a number of different players, you're going to be a difficult team to deal with. And right now, Seamus Malone currently in the top 20 in the league with 20 points. He has seven in his last five games, six goals and 14 assists. And then Chad Yetman, he's plus 12. He's got seven goals and 12 assists. So does Alex Weidman. Jan Mondot's got 10 goals. Brian Lemos with seven goals and nine assists so far. And then you add in a guy like Cooper Zek, who's just got four goals in six games and nine points and is an offensive dynamo. He's a guy who spent the last three seasons primarily in the American Hockey League. You add a defenseman like Shane Kosmeski, who's basically been a point-to-game player since coming up to Indy with three goals and six assists in 10 games. And the other key is you're getting really good goaltending. Zach Driscoll right now 6-3 and three with a 2.24 goals against average and a 9.25 save percentage. His goals against ranks in the top 10 of the league. And Mitchell Weeks has been on the yo-yo between Indy and Rockford. He's currently right back in Rockford, but he has... 8-2-1 with a 3.00 goals against average so far this season. And as we mentioned, Mitchell Weeks has been called up to Rockford. So the Fuel have signed Jeremy Forget. He's a goaltender who played the last few seasons at Princeton, where he was united with current Fuel assistant coach Kevin Moore, who is the director of hockey operations at Princeton University. He is a native of Quebec and will be making his professional debut when he sees action. He signed with Huntsville of the Southern Professional League, but has not seen game action with them, and then is being loaned to the Fuel while Indy was down a goaltender. Zach Driscoll obviously will kind of move over and take the number one spot while Mitchell Weeks is out. And when Weeks is here, Driscoll and Weeks are kind of a one and a one A for this Fuel squad. And one other note as far as transactions for the fuel. Nate Pionk has been reactivated from injured reserve after spending uh, a couple of weeks on IR. His last game was on November 23rd in Wheeling, but he has been activated. And we've seen as well a lot of players going in and out of the lineup right now for the fuel. They've got a couple of players who have been kind of long term on IR in uh, Coltrane Wilson and Keone Teixeira. And we've seen the addition of Cooper Zek traded by the uh, Philadelphia Flyers to the Chicago Blackhawks organization and very quickly has ingratiated himself here to the fuel with really good offensive play. He's been a point-of-game player since coming to Indy. He is a tremendously gifted offensive defenseman. Wasn't seeing a whole lot of playing time in Rockford, so... 
They uh, sent him to Indy to just basically get some games, and he has been tremendous. Scored two goals in his first game with the fuel against Kalamazoo back at the beginning of Farmers Coliseum last Saturday night, and uh, has just continued that on the road trip, including that big overtime goal and game winner in Tulsa. As we take a look at the upcoming schedule for the fuel, as we said, it's the Wintertainment series that we do every December, and it starts on December 9th as the Fort Wayne Comets come to town. It's the third game between the two teams and the third visit from the Comets to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum this season. It kicks off Wintertainment. You can meet Santa, a reindeer, and purchase ornaments that have been hand-painted by the fuel players with proceeds from those ornament sales going toward purchasing gifts for pediatric patients in the Community Health Network. It's also a do 317 night, so you can enjoy $3 beverages, $1 hot dogs, and $7 special t-shirts while they last. That's Friday, December 9th, as the fuel will take on the Fort Wayne Comets for a 7 o'clock face-off. Then Wednesday, December 14th, it's another night of wintertainment, an ugly sweater night. Jingle those bells and dust off your ugliest holiday garb for ugly sweater night. On Wednesday, December 14th, the fuel taking on Wheeling. Then Saturday, December 17th is always one of our favorite nights. It's Teddy Bear Toss Night. Bring a teddy bear and when the fuel score their first goal, throw it onto the ice, a brand new stuffed animal. And every single one of those will be collected and donated to the WRTV Toy Drive, benefiting children around central Indiana. That is Saturday, December 17th, our annual Teddy Bear Toss Night as the Fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. It'll be the first visit for the Cyclones this season. In between, the Fuel have a handful of road games. They'll be in Toledo on Saturday, December 10th, in Wheeling on Friday, December 16th. And then after Teddy Bear Toss Night, they'll head to Fort Wayne for a Sunday matinee on December 18th. And then the final home game before Christmas will be on Friday, December 23rd, as the Cincinnati Cyclones visit again. That will wrap up our Wintertainment series with Festivus, You won't need to air any grievances as you watch the Fuel compete in the Festivus feats of strength against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Meet Santa, a reindeer, and get ready for a great game on Friday, December 23rd, as the Fuel once again take on the Cincinnati Cyclones for the second time in six days. And then they'll go on the league-mandated holiday break, come back on December 28th to take on the Kansas City Mavericks, and then wrap up December on the 30th of the month for the final home game as they again take on the Cincinnati Cyclones for the third time in a span of 13 days. And we'll see a lot more of Cincinnati. We've not seen them at all at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and have seen them just twice on the year down at Heritage Bank Center. We will be seeing a lot of them coming up in the second half of the year. And here's a clear breakaway for Logan Lambden. Lambden shorthanded, goes forehand, backhand, and a tremendous save made by Driscoll who flashed the pad to Rob Lambden on a breakaway from his own blue line in. Lambden tried to pull it to the backhand, and Driscoll followed him all the way and made the left pad save. Well, it's time to turn to the guests that we have as we bring you some of the interviews we've done with Indy Fuel players who have been our intermission guests. And... Our first conversation is with Zach Driscoll. This was a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, and he has been just tremendous uh, since coming to the Fuel. Started the year in Britain, and the Fuel had the opportunity to sign him 
when he came back. He's somebody they wanted to sign last year, but uh, ended up signing with Toledo instead. And since coming to the fuel, he has been just downright tremendous. Six and three, a 2.24 goals against a 925 save percentage rookie out of the University of North Dakota. And this is our chat with Indy Fuel goaltender Zach Driscoll. And describe what the first few weeks have been uh, like for you joining the team mid-season and really just getting acclimated to uh, to a new team and 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 playing uh, and playing well here your first couple of games. Yeah, obviously, kind of being the newer guy, um, you know, it's not always easy to make that transition. But the guys in the room are absolutely great, so that uh, you know that really takes a lot of pressure off me trying to fit in and just being able to be myself um, off the ice. Then I can worry about on the ice stuff. So um, that piece of it has been super, super easy, and I'm really uh, glad to be here. The, the few games you got with Toledo last year, how much of a introduction to pro hockey was that for you, and how important was that to really set the stage for this summer and getting ready for this year? Yeah, for sure. Like you said, uh, just a little taste of pro hockey there. There's a couple games played in Toledo last year, and um, I think it just kind of lets you know kind of where you need to be as a player to have success at this level. So, um, you know, it, uh, my job is just to stop the puck, and um, having that experience, you know, those three games and a little bit overseas this year before coming back, um, you know, definitely still, um, you know, a newer phase, but I feel like I'm adjusting well and, you know, can definitely play at this level for sure. Yeah, two starts, two wins for you on, on home ice uh, a couple of weeks back. How important was it for you to get a couple of saves early, get a lead, play with a lead, and, and how special was it to get that first win here in India a couple of weeks back? Yeah, that meant a lot uh, to be able to, to get a win there. And um, I didn't care if it was a 9-8 win. I just wanted to get a win in general. So um, it had been a long time uh, in between my, my pro wins there, so that felt really good. And um, obviously hats off to the group for letting that happen because um, you know we played a really, really solid game, uh, both games that weekend here. So um, kind of made it easy on me to be able to settle in and kind of have that feel for those first two games. So um, yeah, those those two wins meant a lot for sure. Kind of the relationship you have with Weeksy and Cam Gray as a, as a goaltending trio. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys have been great. Um, obviously, uh, Weeksy moving in um, when I got here is obviously super welcoming, and he's my roommate on the road, so we have a good connection there. And um, it's fun uh, watching him play well and um, pushing each other every day in practice, along with Gracie. So um, yeah, you definitely have a good combination of three guys. Um, great goalies on the ice, but but really good guys off the ice, which is you know makes all the difference in the world. So it's been good. What's the transition been like to professional hockey? What's maybe the biggest difference between the college game and the pro game that you've noticed so far? Um, I don't know. I played a lot of college hockey games over five years, so um, I would say probably the schedule is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, college you're only playing Friday, Saturdays, and then you have a full week to kind of prepare and dial it in. But um, you know, here you have to kind of pick and choose what you want to work on and be super detailed um, in those limited practice days that you have. Um, so definitely taking advantage of that and um, just kind of having that mindset of being ready to go at all times. For sure. Yeah. Even though it was four or five years ago. Your junior experience in the USHL, did that give you a taste of what the professional schedule and grind is like? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, fortunate enough to play in the USHL for a few years, and, um, you know, that's a lot of games over there, too. So you're kind of used to the, the long bus rides, hopping off, playing a game, hopping on to the next city. So, um, yeah, that definitely helps. And I think that that's a really good piece of junior hockey that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, you've, you've done that before. So um, really thankful for my time in, in Omaha and the USHL, definitely. 
your years at Bemidji and then last year at North Dakota. What was it like uh, going to North Dakota as a grad transfer, uh, getting the opportunity to play for a program as storied as they are in front of the crowds that they play in front of and, and leading them to the NCAA tournament last year? Yeah, obviously I have nothing but good things to say about my time at Bemidji State and uh, three, you know, our team had three successful years there and I was, you know, very fortunate to be able to contribute to that. But um, for myself to have the opportunity to play at such a historic program like North Dakota was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. And um, to be able to contribute, you know, with a, a Penrose regular season and, you know, pushing into the national tournament there for sure, um, it's something that, you know, obviously like you mentioned, playing in front of those crowds at the Ralph Inglis Arena is something that, uh, you know, very, very fortunate to have that experience. So that helps a lot too, you know, playing in front of that many fans, you know, 11,000 in college and really helps that adjustment here. The crowd seem a little less timid and, you know, a little less nerves going on. So you, if you've done it before and had that experience, at the end of the day, it's just another hockey game and uh, yeah, definitely thankful for that experience. And you're playing in what is arguably the best conference in the country as well. Because of that, you're playing against some really, really good players and teams night in and night out. Is that a uh, really good experience as well to get you ready for pro hockey? Yeah, I mean, every you know, in the NCHC, every night you're probably playing you know anywhere from two to seven draft picks mm-hmm. on a roster. So um, that talent is all there. Those are guys who you know future professional hockey, you know, long lengthy future careers there and. I know, you know, my good buddy Jake Sanderson is lighting up the NHL right now. He's having a good year. So um, playing against that kind of talent night in, night out, and practicing against those guys every day, um, no doubt, you know, leads to success uh, down the future for sure. What's been your favorite thing about being an Indy so far? I think just the guys. I think the, the culture here is amazing. We have a really good setup at the apartment, and um, just it's really nice to be uh, coming to the rink every day and like, looking forward to being there. Um, I think that that uh, job aspect of it can, you know, creep in in some places, but... Um, um, here it's you know guys are smiling come to the rink and you know you, we get the work and then we need to get done and then you know we go about our business so that uh, that part of it's it for me our next conversation is with a guy who's been a mid-season pickup and a really good one andrew blot started the year with the fuel in training camp was essentially the last player released went down to the southern professional league and tore it up there and then when the fuel suffered some injuries and call-ups They called up Andrew Ballant on a Saturday morning. He went into the lineup Saturday night, had an assist and a heck of a fight. The puck drops through to the gloves. Brandon Yamans is going to go again, and he's got Andrew Ballant against him. Two relatively smaller guys, and Yamans starts rocking him. Ballant throwing it too, and those two go down together. Since has been a mainstay in the Fuel lineup. 13 games, 7 points, 3 goals and 4 assists. He's been plus 4. Lemos breaks up a pass intended for the point. Diving play comes to Ballot. He sends it all the way down and scores. Andrew Ballot from his own blue line after winning a loose puck. Sends it all the way down to the ice and into the gaping nets. Here is that conversation with Indy Fuel forward Andrew Ballot. Andrew, I know it's been kind of a whirlwind week for you, uh, coming up from Knoxville last Saturday and uh, contributing right away in the in the lineup last Saturday night, and uh, contributing three points in four games so far. Just kind of describe what this last week has been for you, been like for you uh, coming back to Indy. Uh, it's been awesome. I was super excited to get the call from uh, Duncan, and it was great to be back with all these guys, and I knew coming back here I'd have to compete and do the things that I can do to help the team, and that's really all I've been doing is trying to put my foot in the door and do the best I can. So it's been really good, and me working hard has been paying off. And really all, all I care about is getting the wins and helping this team 
progress forward. Uh, you mentioned just you know, that hard work. Is that really the type of game that you've shown here uh, in the year and a half that the opportunities you've had to play here in Indy? Yeah, I think hard work's uh, the main part of my game. Mm-hmm. Um, I have skill and I have other things to my game that I can do, but mm-hmm. I know that if things aren't going well, I can always push myself mm-hmm. and help the team in some sort of way, whether it's putting goals on the board or doing PK or penalty kill and just doing things right and helping the team every way I can. Well, last night you score a big goal in Toledo. Uh, just describe how that goal came about and how important that was uh, in rallying you guys into a win. Um, Duncan put me out there with about two minutes left, and I was like, I was like, all right, last two minutes of the period, got to do something right, and we hemmed him in their zone, and I just went to the net, and the puck winded up on my stick, and it worked out for us, so it was nice. It really seems like the, the forecheck's been pretty good throughout, but you know, how, how good is it where you can start cycling the puck, hem a team in their zone, and get chances off of that? Yeah, I mean, that's super important part of the game is when we get going, nobody can keep up with us, and we know that we're a fast team and skilled team, and when we can get teams hemmed in their zone and just progress and move forward in there and keep on hemming them in and get goals and opportunities even if we're not scoring. We get that energy and know that we can do things and put them on their toes. Last Saturday you come up and you had an assist against Cincinnati. You ingratiate yourself to your teammates pretty well, uh, dropping him with Brandon E. Amons last uh, Saturday night. Uh, that was as good of a fight as I think we, we've seen in, in quite a while. Is was that one of those things that just kind of happened uh, in, in the course of the game? Um, I hit a kid. It was a clean hit. Um, they asked me to answer the bell, and they thought I was going to be worried about it, and I wasn't. So I just did what I had to do and let the team know, like, I'm not scared of you. I'll do it for my team. You can do it for yours, but I'm not going to go down without swinging and doing what I can do for the guys on my team. So yeah, It's a, a good way to uh, you know, – Welcome yourself to a new to a new locker room as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. Um, it helps the guys know that I'll do whatever I can to make sure that they're safe and they know that I have their backs. So that's a very important thing for me when it comes to hockey, and I know they do the same thing for me. You were here in training camp. I know you kind of got caught in a numbers game. Uh, did coach say anything to you before uh, you went back to Knoxville and something he wanted you to work on or just that you were hoping to get the opportunity to come back here? Um, yeah, he, we talked. We had a good talk. And obviously, was, I was upset. I wanted to be here. I love it here. I love this organization. And we just had a good chat about the things that I can do and what he likes about my game and things I can work on. And he said, we'll be talking soon. And that's what happened. And now I'm back and just doing the best I can do to stay here and just hopefully it works out for me. Your point of game scorer in the SPHL last year and this year, is your role a little bit different here at this level than it is at that level? Yeah, it is. Um, down there I'm the guy that's uh, supposed to produce and get points, which is what I want to happen here too at mm-hmm. some point in my career, but right now I'm just kind of doing what the team needs me to do and I'm totally happy with that. If I get five minutes a game, I'm okay with that. If I get 10, 15 a game, I'm happy, but I'll do what I have to do to stay here, and I'll be content with it. A couple of years at Adrian, uh, how did that, in playing for a guy like Adam Krug, prepare you uh, for your professional career? Uh, he's a great coach. He uh, he let me play my style of game, which not a lot of coach coaches let me do, and um, that's really nice, just when a coach trusts you with your abilities, and 
your talents to just play the game and not stress. Like there's obviously things you do that the coach needs you to do with systems and everything. But he was a great coach. He pushed me. Uh, he's a great guy, and can't thank him enough for the things he did for me. What's been your favorite thing about being in Indy so far? Um, I love the team here. Mm-hmm. They're probably the, my favorite team I've ever been on. They're just great guys. They're like a family, and I walk to the rink and walk into the rink. It's all smiles the whole time, and coaches are always in a great mood. And, trainers and co-managers everybody's awesome so that's definitely my favorite part is i can come to the rink and i know it's going to be all fun and smiles the whole time our next chat is with chase lang he came over to the fuel in the trade that eventually sent jared thomas to the norfolk admirals his playing rights over the summer he had a goal and two assists last year in eight games as his season was cut short a little bit by injuries and he was a little bit dinged up early this season as well and has missed six games but since coming back, has been really, really good. A solid power forward for the Fuel, can handle center, can play the wing, has three goals and four assists. Looks defeated across Sheamus Malone, backdoor feed, Chase Lang scores! Here's our chat with Chase Lang. Chase, uh, coming back uh, after missing a few games with an injury, uh, scoring a shorthanded goal on Wednesday night, how good was it to get back into the lineup and then also uh, to, to get yourself on the score sheet as well? Uh, it was definitely good. You know, you never like being injured, and it's nice to get a goal there to get the confidence back right away and get back into the swing of things. And then, you know, obviously we didn't end the game we wanted to, but hopefully we can change that tonight. So the fact that, you know, you've been out for a few games, when you come back, does it take a, little, a few shifts? just to kind of get your legs back and get back into the game speed? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, just getting your lungs back is the main thing and getting that uh, game speed back. So, you know, the first game got that out of the way on a long road trip the day of the game. So hopefully today a home game will be a lot better. Six shorties as a team this year, I think by six different players. What are you guys doing on the penalty kill that have allowed you to have the success you've had to scoring on, on your PK? Our coach Morrissey is preaching aggressiveness. So, you know, every chance we get, we're putting pressure on the opposing team's power play. So, you know, hopefully we can keep that going tonight and keep putting pressure on them and getting more offensive chances. This is your sixth year in the league. Describe... Uh, what you've learned is you've played longer and kind of gotten older and kind of moved toward being one of the veterans in the room. Yeah, you just got to take each game at a time. You know, every weekend you're playing three or four games, so you can't get discouraged from one uh, one loss or one bad game here or there. So, you know, coming tonight, hopefully get the weekend started on a good note and have a good three-game set here coming up. What did you, you – know, what was it like last year getting traded late in the season, uh, coming in and joining a new team and – trying to work your way into a new room uh you know it wasn't that bad like a great group of guys here you know right away everyone's very welcoming and you know this year has been one of the best group of guys of playlists so you know it's been nothing but positive and i'm really happy to be here you've been in the league uh, played for a lot of different teams what is it that makes this franchise unique compared to some of the other ones you've played for you know just how we're treated you know the coaching staff is amazing you know they put us first they make sure all our needs are met and you know the group of guys uh dunks has got here is amazing so so far it's been great you know we've had a great start to the year and you know it's the tightest group of players i've been a part of so hopefully we can keep it going moving forward describe the type of player you are you look like you're a bit of a power forward who can who can score you know 15 20 goals a year but also can contribute a 
a lot of different ways. You know, just a gritty player who works hard, try to be a really good PKer, and you know, net front on the power play, just try to get myself in positions to score, get the puck low, work hard, and be someone who can be there for his teammates. With this team, it seems like there's a lot of different. There's a lot of skill on the wings, but a, a lot of different types of players. Yep. Uh, how much fun is it because you can kind of mix and match a little bit up front? Oh, it's awesome! Like right now, we're rolling three centers through four sets of wingers, and you know we got tons of guys who can score, tons of guys who can grind, get the puck deep. So you know, there's no shortage of skill on our team, and no shortage of guys that you don't want to play with. So no, it's been great so far, and hopefully we can get it clicking this weekend and have a good weekend. What's been your favorite thing about playing here in Indy? Uh, just the group of guys, honestly. You know, it's fun coming to the ring. Coaching staff's great. It makes it like a lot more easier to be having fun out on the ice. And you know, you look forward to coming to the ring. You play better, so it's been awesome. Uh, how tough was it after you got here last spring? You you suffered an injury that took you out for a good chunk of the the latter part of the season. Yeah, how tough was it coming to a new team and then not really being able to play very much? That's definitely not something you want to happen. You know, you're mm-hmm. excited to get going. You know, after playing I think I played like five to eight mm-hmm. games with here at Indy and then being out for a month and a half is not the way you want to do it especially when we were close to making playoffs last year but hopefully this year I can stay healthy the rest of the way and we can have a good season was that little taste you had here last year was that kind of impetus to to re-sign and, and come back and, and go forward a full season this year yeah for sure I knew I wanted to re-sign here you know I had good talks with dunks and you know I lo- loved how the organization treated everyone and the end of the last year was great obviously not being injured was being injured wasn't great yeah. but you know I knew dunks was setting up a good team for this year and I'm happy to be a part of it and facing Iowa this tonight Kalamazoo tomorrow and Sunday it's teams you've seen how much do things change when you see a team the second third case of Kalamazoo I think the fourth and fifth times yeah. you've seen them this year I don't think much changes I just think we need to focus on working hard we're a very skilled team that when we work hard we're a good team and if we get away from that you know games aren't so easy for us so I think if we can be working hard as a full unit be hard in the four check and not giving them easy plays we'll have a good weekend you've had a lot of success here at home so far this year what what has led to that I just think every time we've come here, you know, the crowd's been great. The team's been working together. You know, it hasn't been a bunch of one-man shows. You know, we're getting the puck deep. We're working hard. We're getting pucks to the net. So if we can continue that, I think we'll have a good night tonight. Got a milestone goal on Wednesday. Uh, how special was it to get to that 50-goal mark in your career? I didn't even know yeah. I got to 50, but, so. yeah, I guess that's awesome. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully uh, another 50 to come here fairly soon. Yeah, so. for sure. Hopefully I can do that. Our final guest is one of the newest members of the Indy Fuel, and again, opportunity presents itself, and Shane Kosmeski has more than taken advantage of it, was in Norfolk's training camp, was released, and was waiting for the right opportunity, and it came when the Fuel, again, suffering some injuries on the blue line, needed a defenseman, and they called Shane Kosmeski. He entered the lineup on November 19th in Toledo, helped the Fuel win that game, and then had a three-game scoring streak, including a pair of goals in a victory on November 25th against the Iowa Heartlanders. Heartlanders control off the draw, forced free. Here comes Kuzmeski up the far side. He scores! Shane Kuzmeski with the Fuel's seventh shorthanded goal of the year. And then on the road trip, had a goal and four assists in the five games, 
five points to help the fuel sweep that five-game road trip. He is plus seven and has three goals and six assists in 10 games with the fuel. And those three goals have more than doubled his career output coming into the season in the ECHL. He had played 51 games with Wheeling, Utah, and Iowa and had just two goals. He doubled that in one night back on November 25th against the Iowa Heartlanders and also has six assists. He's been a really solid addition to the fuel and has been a mainstay in the lineup since coming to Indy. Here is our conversation with Indy Fuel defenseman Shane Kozmeski. Shane, first of all, welcome to Indy. Uh, what have your impressions been of being here with the Fuel here this last week and being able to jump right in the lineup and contribute? Uh, it's, it's a really good team. Mm-hmm. A lot of really good guys. It's fun to be here and it's fun to win. Mm-hmm. Describe how you ended up getting the opportunity to come here uh, you know, after training camp and and kind of waiting for your opportunity. What was that like for you? Uh, so when Norfolk decided to let me go, I just kind of went home and just kept getting better. Mm-hmm. I spent three weeks uh, pretty much on the ice every day for three hours a day. Um, shout out Eric Schneider back at Glacier Ice Arena. Let me skate. Um, really just trying to get better every day. Um, waiting for an opportunity. I knew it would come, and I knew when it came I'd be ready. And so just kind of waiting for the call, and, and then you get the call from, from Dunks last week. Uh, how quickly being from the Chicago area pretty short drive and then you're able to kind of jump right in right it's like a it's like a five-hour drive took me about six and a half a little inexperienced Mm -hmm. driving through Chicago to Indy usually just going to Chicago Mm -hmm. but it's really close to home which is nice and describe growing up in the Chicago area the hockey scene there and especially how it's blown up in the last 10 or so years with the Blackhawks success and and what has that been like? Is you've seen a lot of pros really come out of that area here in the last few years. Yeah, um, obviously everyone likes a winning team. Yeah, the Hawks were good, and the city kind of got behind them. A lot of new players, not new kids, coming joining playing hockey. Um, you know, I'd still like to see a, uh, a college hockey team yeah. come to town, maybe two, three. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why Minnesota gets them all. Like, we yeah. should throw a few in ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got big schools that mm-hmm. would for sure do well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen UIC play in person back before they dropped their program a, a long time ago, unfortunately. But uh, got a great rink on campus and everything. It would be great to see the, the game grow a little bit. But... You go from the Chicago area, you you play your college hockey at Clarkson and, and have a really good career there. How did that you know, help you springboard into your professional career? Um, I kind of played off of instinct before Clarkson. It was kind of just whatever I was feeling, that's how I'd play. Um, Casey Jones kind of set me straight. It, at Clarkson, it, you play D or you don't play at all, so really learned the defensive side of the game, and I think I really grew and used my legs to... Uh, stay out of trouble and to keep the team out of trouble rather than like using my legs to make up for mistakes which was a big thing he harped on um and then kind of right after Clarkson just started adding offense and getting better every day well, last night uh, you add offense with a couple of goals nearly had a third on the uh, on the power play uh, move where you got in all on on the goaltender just going to describe that part of your game and how that's grown um, so I went and saw a shooting coach this summer named Josh Roble. Uh, changed my life, changed my game. Um, 
like last night scoring two goals wasn't surprised honestly um, I kind of expect to score every game I have a really good shot I have a really good feel for the game so um, it's nice to see them go in and it's obviously a lot easier when you got great guys playing around you Penalty kill now seven shorthanded goals by seven different players. You're the most recent one to score one. What are you guys doing that is allowing you to have the success that you're having scoring when you're a man down? I think we just play the right way, and uh, when there's opportunities, we bounce. We're uh, we're a quick team. We got really good legs, and a lot of teams can't handle that. So if we take care of our own end, a lot of good things happen on the other end. The second goal last night was that a set play where uh, you came in from the point and yeah. got a great feed. I mean, I'm I'm new here, so yeah. I kind of went up to the face off. Someone told me to go back door. I did it, and Wides hit me with a great pass. So. so. You've had a knack for scoring big goals. I know your first goal in college was against Duluth, right? That turned out to be a, a, a big goal in, in knocking off the defending champs. Uh, how special is it as a blue liner when you do get a chance to score? And it turns out to be especially a big, pivotal moment in the game. I mean, you, you kind of try not to think about it. You mm-hmm. just kind of try and play your game, and uh, when they go in, it's awesome. But try not to force anything, obviously. I, I feel like I'm very locked in for big games. I try and be locked in for every game, and I think when you do that, good things happen. What's been your favorite thing about being here at Indy? Winning. Yeah. That's that's a good thing, and you've been able to be a part of a winning hockey team here. And you know, When you're winning like that and you're playing the way that you've been playing here and obviously over the last few games that you've been here, does it just really feed off of itself? For sure. I think... Uh, not only is winning fun, it, it adds confidence to the whole group individually and as a team. And you just kind of, coach like to say, it's like a snowball rolling down the hill and it's hard to stop. Well, we want to thank all of our guests for joining us. Those are some pregame interviews that we've done over the past few contests that have been played at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and run during the intermissions. And, of course, we know a lot of our listeners, they're at the games, so they don't often get to hear the intermission interviews as they happen. So we're glad to package them here on the podcast and bring them to you. Again, the Indy Fuel home on Friday, December 9th, against the Fort Wayne Comets. 7 o'clock face-off for the first of our Wintertainment series. Then the Fuel in Toledo on Saturday the 10th, back home for Ugly Sweater Night on Wednesday, December 14th against the Wheeling Nailers. They'll head to Wheeling on Friday the 16th and then return home for Teddy Bear Toss Night on Saturday, December 17th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Lots of opportunities to see the Fuel coming up in the next couple of weeks. You can get your tickets at all Ticketmaster outlets as well as the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. And your ticket info can also be found by calling 317-925-FUEL and asking to speak with a ticket rep. Of course, we'll have all the games on Flow Hockey, all the home games as well, on our audio stream at Mixler.com slash IndieFuel. Until next time, this is Andrew Smith, the voice of the Fuel. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast. We will see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.